listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Don't mess your head up. Still run with these young bucks. Still running off that jet fuel. Still pimping that what what? What was I thinking? I wasn't. What am I drinking? I'm buzzing. Speaking the weekends. I used to fuck with your cousin. I used to rap about nothing. Now I rap about nothing. But that nothing was something that ain't nobody was bumping. See, I still got it, boo boo. Just a dab or do you? Wonders if you don't want to be under some gross dude. But most girls will do it for a corner seat at Nobu. I bet your daughter's perfect. He say it like he know you. My daughter isn't living yet at Water Village, idiot. Their flow's dumb, but their royalties are silliest now. Somebody tell these niggas I ain't fucking round. Father Mall to Vegas, man, we hold it down. Living for the present. Nigga, we fuck futures. Sipping on some whiskey. These bitches drinking kombucha. Recession means no oppression. These niggas will shoot ya. Rio de Janeiro, these bitches looking like Zusa. Talk with anacondas. At least I'm being honest. I'm trying to turn these Kiki Palmas into baby mamas. Baby mamas. I'm your baby mama. Let your boy drown. They ain't save me, mama. They ain't save me, mama. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast silk pillow for that new weave how you doing i'm your host rod and of course we always have my co-host here karen that's right and we are live on a monday ready to do some podcasting you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black guy who tips leave us five star reviews you've been doing so good this year with five star reviews and we love reading them we really do we really feel appreciated okay it helps us move up the charts it shows people that hey this podcast is highly recommended who is this podcast what is it about why they got so many good reviews itunes and stitcher man i'm gonna check them out and that's what happens guys mm-hmm. you guys are the reason yeah and then you can turn around and judge everybody else mm-hmm. that hasn't left a five-star review come on uh of course the official webinar of the show is the taser the unofficial sport bullet ball. and bullet ball extreme and we can just get right into the podcast all right guys um it's not a lot to uh talk about here all right it's just news regular regular day okay i did have a couple random thoughts i wanted to throw out there okay okay um first of all i know they say men shouldn't say they're a feminist but i'm a feminist y'all i just think it's important that y'all know that i'm not just a regular feminist though i'm such a good feminist that i'm actually a fan of vocal fry and podcast so top that i know you are know what is vocal fry <laughs> yes i know i know it's when people kind of talk uh like that like women do it a lot and uh, a lot of times it's the top complaint that they have about podcasts where there's women hosts they always like people always get upset men and women right in and they get upset about how women talk uh uh especially if they do kind of like that uh sound right there but i love that sound because that's how good of a feminist i am so mm. top that cucks um porn website she used dot com think about it <laughs> doesn't it feel right doesn't that sound right oh you know the other day i was on xhamster.com see you let people know immediately it's like a whole now you can never type it in by accident right <laughs> You get to block all the dot coms off of when you got kids, just block all the dot coms. Then you just, you don't have to worry about that. See, these dot coms is how to get you. Okay? Trying to type in PayPal. Next thing you know, typing in, uh, pregnancy pissing pants dot com. <laughs> it could be dot com instead. I'm just saying. I know two pussies. What? How do we get yeah. here? Dot com. I'm telling you. 
uh i really do kind of want to get rich i know that capitalism is bad but i've been thinking about it guys and once i'm rich i won't care so i kind of think i need to get rich but not like coon rich i just want to get like rich enough to be like the black person that still knows they're black but not so rich that i'm saying like you know the stuff steve harvey was saying during that interview no i i want to get i want the rich where don't nobody really know who you are like they hear your name but they go oh, okay you did such such it but you can still walk the street that's you're a little recognizable that's a that's that's nice that's a that might be a little too rich for me so rich that people don't know who you are i, I need to like oh, fine, that's yeah. more about fame than rich because you can be rich and and well known or rich and not known that's not really that's a fame thing i don't mind i want to be rich enough to be like my bank account won't let me say stuff to people like well you know black people (laughs) black people really just be overreacting you know what i'm saying like that's what Ah, like i think there's a level of of bank account that some black people get to and they just go you know we need to put ourselves in the shoes of a white person okay uh a white person will understand and and i mean it's i think it's just a money thing it's who you you start being around more white people you can't help yourself white people have helped you out with your wealth at that point and so you can't keep up the same militancy i need to be like don Cheeto rich like come on right where don like right where don Cheeto is well he's like man fuck this shit this is still some bullshit i mean i'm rich and i'm well taken care of and i take care of my kids and my family and all that stuff but we need to protect trans kids and come on donald trump is some bullshit like i want to be that level rich i don't want to be so rich that i'm like well if we just give trump a chance mm-hmm. like dave Chappelle was give trump a chance rich now i know he didn't stay there but how rich you got to be to even believe that none of us believe that the saturday after trump was elected unless you were super rich you know maybe he'll do the right thing oh you must be rich all racist right but he black so unless you say uh dave Chappelle, i'm talking about being a black person oh, not okay. white people only black people my bad I'm, I'm not gonna turn white if i get rich i hope that <laughs> is that what happens I'm nobody not, told me not signing up for that me either i love my blackness um at this rate guys i'm just glad that kamala harris wasn't smoking weed in blackface during college because that's how low y'all made the bar and i just have to keep reiterating that that's it's it's gotten it's gotten out of control with the blackface in the past i don't care what music she listen to or how much hot sauce she puts on the greens but um i'm just glad she didn't wear blackface you know i'll be waiting for that picture to come out i feel like that's the only thing that could stop what's happening right now and the last question is this guys i don't know the answer i'm just general question can crips have period sex all right let's get into the show i'm assuming yes you you assuming they can have period sex yeah if they choose to okay okay <laughs> i'm assuming they choose. i'm not a crip i've never been in the life oh, i know they don't mess either. with anything red they don't mess with bloods so i don't know why they would be having period sex that seems like antithetical to the whole crip like like way that they get down okay okay maybe you know more about it than me you've been sexing some crips or something no nope. talk about i don't know but okay. i'm just talking about like human nature people do have period sex yeah i just don't i don't know if crips do though because they are against blood and red so that's a lot going and, on down there and and that and that makes sense oh i got a random random thought mm-hmm. uh ladies let your man know that you love him uh twist his nipples and say uh, it's nipple o'clock uh, i meant nipple 30 i'm sorry mm-hmm. nipple 30 nipple 30 it was not nipple o'clock 
that's what I was doing to Roger. I was just rubbing on his nipples, talking about his nipple 30. <laughs> Let your man know he loved. Oh, let's cover the news. <laughs> they ain't the only one to do the rubbing around here. Sorry, what'd you say? I said, y'all ain't the only one to do the rubbing in a relationship. That's true. That's true. Um, Let's get into the news, guys. Okay. There's a lot of big news going on. You heard about that bomb threat at Home Depot? No. Oh, man. Call to Sedgwick County Dispatcher started as a bomb threat when really it should have been more of a warning for those customers in the restroom. We just had a customer here apparently made what may have been a bomb threat. Okay, what exactly did he say? He said, uh, somebody told me there's a bomb in here. You need to leave the building. Oh, shit. He said it three times. Well, that's the 911 call that led police to the Home Depot at K96 in Woodlawn. Someone there told staff they overheard the threat in the store's restroom. Police did some investigating. They learned it was not a bomb threat in a literal sense. Police said <laughs> he was in a stall when he told others in the restroom, quote, y'all need to get out of here because I'm fixing to blow it up, end quote. One witness even said he laughed at the remark and took it as a joke. Uh, once police tracked the man down, it became clear it was a misunderstanding. He said he just really needed to go to the restroom, and he wanted to warn others of the severity of his need. <laughs> Officers did clear up the confusion with Home Depot, and everyone here is laughing now. How can you not <laughs> lie? You read it. Uh, I know. Some, did somebody white reported that. Jacob, save us from this. What are you saying, Karen? Somebody white reported that yeah i'm assuming a brother went in there to use the bathroom and said mm-hmm. i'm fixing to blow it up y'all might want to leave mm-hmm. and then uh apparently that wasn't good enough. uh some white people thought that was a threat i mean it is kind of a threat you might want to leave but <laughs> you're right it's not the kind of threat that requires police response come on i mean it's home depot y'all don't have any like air fresheners in there or something i mean and if i was about to blow it blow it up why would i make an announcement right i mean it's good for him to have told everybody you know that he, he, he wanted you very courteous of him come on a lot of people don't say nothing you just walk yeah. in the bathroom you be like god damn nothing make you feel worse than somebody blowing it up and you're like man they could have really warned everybody in here <laughs> come on you couldn't uh, did a flush i could have held mine a couple more minutes if i knew <laughs> well, i was gonna have to walk life and death, you know <laughs> i can't breathe in this bitch uh kamala harris pulls forward as top democratic 2020 contender poll suggests good for it makes sense i felt i i know people don't want to admit it but she she feels like the front runner yeah and that's why people have been attacking her because it's the only way that makes sense there's so many people that are attacking her online and that people have completely warped reality because she had twenty two thousand people show up to her speaking event for her just announcing she was running for president she's getting getting all kinds of press and all kinds of like stuff that a lot of these people haven't and she's also getting the most attraction which the front runner seems to always get um and then the other part is that it's it's that thing that a lot of these internet like kind of social media people do um whenever they don't like somebody they just start lying Mm -hmm. making shit up and be like you know she's not the front runner she's not popular she'll never make it out of the primary and all that stuff and it's like is that reality or is that just your wishful thinking because it's every all the optics seem to be that she's the front runner until somebody else enters the race that's better than her i mean right now she's got it and whether they don't like her prosecutorial skill set and track record or not um you know uh that's on them 
but it doesn't necessarily jive with reality i don't know that most people feel the way that people that i know on the internet feel about her no they don't um also another thing i did uh i went and listened to radio atlantic who had a um they had like a podcast episode about kamala harris called progressive prosecutor question mark and they talk about her track record they talk about being uh how what how progressiveness has changed even in the time that since she's had her career like yes it has you know i think one of the things that happened uh it happened in 2016 with hillary clinton a lot but people kind of do this like revisionist history of like Mm -hmm. you know this person was always this way and it's like no what was considered liberal what was considered progressive changed that's the point it's called progress progressive things that were 30 if you stay in the game long enough shit you were doing 30 years ago is not gonna cut it for people today no the other thing i thought was interesting about the whole prosecutorial progressiveness thing was that many of the people that they're comparing her to that they're saying like no this is real progress on prosecution and and criminal justice most of those people have only been in office since 2016 so they don't even have a track record to actually say how they're proposals worked out it's all theory right now now it doesn't mean they won't work i mean 20 years from now we might be like thank god they did that you know and some of the things that they're attempting to change are really things i I agree with you know like raising the amount of money before you charge somebody for a felony for shoplifting right you know like right now some states is like 200 300 dollars and now it's a felony and you know that could be like an xbox so now somebody's got a felony shoplifting not the non-violent offense but it's a felony you know mandatory prison sentence and all this shit um so it's just kind of um interesting to see how that has changed i, I thought it was a really good podcast episode so if y'all want to check that out radio atlantic because i've been trying to read up on her listen up on her you know that kind of stuff i've read some of the negative like more detracting things um and then i've also read people that have been like well nah that's not you know the yeah, put it this way i just d- decided not to get my information from facebook and twitter because for the most part those people are simplify shit very black and white to either yay 100 percent yay nay 100 percent nay and it's never really the the whole truth of any of it no it's not you know people said she was locking up people's parents because the kids were truant and it turned out to not be true right but is. i saw that so many times that if i had never looked it up i would have just assumed that was the truth right she actually didn't lock up a single solitary person they yeah. threatened them with it it right. was kind of a motivation and what they did was that they found out what the problems were and a lot of times it was shit that they needed to do to assist the parent to help the child get to school my thing is like why frame a person that you feel is a guilty person why not just let the truth speak for itself because like the same thing with the breakfast club interview and the, she wasn't listening to tupac when she was in college and shit okay she never said that y'all doctor y'all took that from right-wing websites and kind of doctored the whole uh transcript to make it seem that way why not just say i thought it was interesting she was saying she was smoking weed while also being a person that locked up people for smoking weed that right there in itself is enough to take it to the next level is so ridiculous this thing about her putting hot sauce on her greens are we doing this again like if you're going to go take her down stick it to the policy issues if you want to be taken seriously because at some point i have to dismiss you because it's ridiculous i can't be going through this shit again i refuse it's so dumb just like and then it's like then they go why don't you listen to me because you don't tell the truth 
you tell as much of the truth that conveniently fits your narrative and then you and then you stop and then you just want to judge and for all the shaming doesn't work people they're the main people that be trying to shame folks out of supporting uh people like kamala harris or barack obama they use shame all the time they just don't want to they just don't like when it's wielded against people that are apathetic or won't vote but right it's just kind of ridiculous you know and i'm a black person that's a democrat that lives in the south i have just as much a fucking opinion as you do so you know it's not gonna become a uh like if like we can just have to disagree then that's fine i've lived my experience and i feel that the way i feel about things and you feel how you feel but i'm not gonna be up here lying about the shit i think that is weak um right that and i and i refuse to waste my time in pointless debates and you can see that that's what is going to be the same thing that's why we talked about before but a lot of shit has not changed people haven't learned people haven't grown people haven't seen that they setting themselves up for the same trap that they fell in last time like it's almost it's almost like identical repeat in action and when people go y'all know you're repeating no we don't know we doing something different mm-mm, mm-mm, and mm-mm. everything look identical to me what are we talking about here and the other part of it is she's number one of the people who are officially in the race right joe biden and bernie sanders are still ahead of her in that poll they just have not declared that they're running so it's not that she's necessarily the favorite even she might be the favorite of what they have now but it seems like every two days a new person enters this race so yes by the time possibly biden and sanders enter now you got something else but you got you got to look at their criminal justice records as well a man who voted for the crime bill i think both of them may have but a man who voted for the crime bill um uh, a man who you know obviously didn't need a hill shit with joe biden Mm -hmm. uh you know bernie sanders stance on weapon on guns like none of these motherfuckers is clean but everybody thinks if you like say i will vote for one of them that you're somehow saying that person's clean or pure or whatever and they're not but I don't expect there to ever be any pure politicians ever. Come on, nah. Barack Obama wasn't pure, you know. And people get upset. People get upset if you bring that up. If you're like, well, you know, none of them are pure. Oh, so you saying that I should have to vote for the lesser two evils? Yes, that's exactly what I'm fucking saying. Right, and people yes. act like there's something wrong with you for pointing out the fact. Yes, yeah. the fact. That's the truth. What yeah. are we talking about here? You can complain all you want to, whatever. I I do think that we should everyone should try to support the lesser of the two evils the person that does the less harm because if not then you're denying what america is which is an imperialist state that will continually be this way um you're not gonna drop it in one fell swoop and you're definitely not gonna drop it by letting the people who are the most imperialistic the most evil win that's just stupid but like i said um i ain't trying to relitigate the whole thing but when i read this i was like uh so she is the front runner according to this poll but you listen to the way people talk about it, it's like she has no chance like she shouldn't even be in the race it's crazy yeah yeah and a lot of it boils down to some of the things with hillary clinton like i said it's a fucking repeat sexism plays a major role into this and this is something that people would never talk about a lot of the women candidates uh mm-hmm. that are coming out they're gonna get scrutinized a lot harder than the men who have done way more I, fucked up things that have actually voted in shit that have actually have years and years of of history it's going to be interesting to see as this plays out are y'all going to scrutinize joe biden let's say joe biden is, is the front runner are y'all going to scrutinize him tell him the fucking pieces pick 
apart every fucking thing he did like he did hillary clinton are we gonna do that are we gonna every time he turn around constantly say but you voted for that bill dog but you voted for that bill dog she didn't vote for the fucking bill but you voted for are are we gonna have that same energy like those are the questions that i have odds are not no because he's a man you're gonna throw your vote in there keep it fucking pushing ain't gonna be no uh earn my vote and all that other bullshit you're gonna vote and keep it pushing i don't care what nobody says a vagina just freaked everybody the fuck out and people was like not a woman it's also weird because it's the one time that liberal people propose that there is no double standard for women like they spend all this time being like you know me too movement pay pay women trust black women you know all that black girl magic all that type of shit you know the typical like i'm liberal i support women i believe in these causes but it's always when a woman tries to run for a job and we've covered studies before that say this when a woman is campaigning for a job she's looked at much more harshly but whenever a woman has a job her improve approval ratings for women who hold a job are always higher than men because it's like oh they do the job competently because they were vetted so harshly to even get the job that they're obviously qualified donald trump we knew would be a horrible president it didn't matter to people because at the end of the day he has a dick and that is the end of it and that is what we are fighting against and it it doesn't matter if people don't want to feel that way i really can't care about your feelings this is the reality the reality is your feelings might be fragile and all this shit but the truth is if your feelings cause you to have a paralysis of analysis to say i will do nothing then it will the default will be the baseline which is donald trump you know and i and 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 donald trump is literally the worst president we've ever had and i think some people are just happy being losers they're happy being like at least i didn't pick them as opposed to being like let's pick somebody and they hold their feet to the fire now that being said i'm not trying to put too much onus on these motherfuckers because hillary clinton won by three million votes hillary clinton is only the second most second most popular presidential candidate of all time number one being barack obama 2008 2012 barack obama won the popular vote uh by more than hillary clinton hillary clinton came in third third she beat donald trump by three million votes so we're not talking about uh to me something where you have to go back to the drawing board and redraw everything and all that stuff i don't think it's that serious but i do find um i do find some of the critique to be so like kind of misplaced and and the fact that they can't judge it and critically say well part of this is a harsher stance on her because she is a black woman i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the because a lot of the women in uh political positions um got their office through um either criminal enforcement or like prosecution things like this uh criminal justice type things because i think the way we view women we make those weeks go well no 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 a woman can't be this unless you kind of prove she's tough like you gotta prove you're tough on crime you're not gonna get up there and start crying you got emotions so it's like you gotta be tough you gotta be some type of a you know person that that that, that is harsh on these people and i think that's also unfair in the first place but you would have to take a big step back and look at the whole picture to have that analysis and that's you know that's that's not as hard that's not as easy as saying uh she didn't listen to tupac when she was in college you know right right anyway um steve harvey speaking of dicks uh steve harvey got interviewed about his con- his interview uh with monique his conversation with monique mm-hmm. by uh i think it was eur i don't know what that stands for 
um but uh, i got the interview let me play some i want to ask you how do you balance your success and like you mentioned before just keeping your integrity 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 oh this is sassy um so they <laughs> they put soldier boy on the screen and then overlap the audio instead of saying drake or whatever it said oh, integrity so I, I i don't know this might be a lot okay i'll try to finish this i thought they were just gonna give us the straight up interview right like what is happening here i didn't know it was gonna be a sass fest it's like this you know um social media has a tendency to I mean, you know, look, they specialize in 30-second sound bites. And so probably what you're trying to get around is you mentioned integrity in the statement that got out. Before the money game, is called the integrity game. And we've lost the integrity worrying about the money. But, Mo, and wait a minute, if wait I a crumble, if you my crumble. children crumble, my grandchildren crumble, I cannot, for the sake of my integrity, stand up here and let everybody that's counting on me crumble so i can make a statement the one thing i do regret you know i I really wish when i was talking in a heated exchange that i had chosen my words a little bit more carefully because it came out of the way i didn't intend for it to be i don't want for young people out there or people who consider me a role model think that i've asked anyone to compromise their integrity which i i haven't for money what I was merely referring to is we kept harping on the the way that she had chosen to go about doing the things she was doing. And I kept saying, that's, that's not the way. And so when I was referring to integrity, I was talking about the method in which they chose to go about what they were doing. I just, uh, I misspoke, you know, and I have to take responsibility to that. But in, in light of that, I just want to make sure that young people and fans of mine who count on me as a role model or somebody they admire or look up to, that they just understand, you know, charge that to my head and not to my heart. That's not how I think or feel about things at all. And it just kind of got away from me a little bit. And so I learned something from it. You are now too- all right um and i guess this stands for electronic urban report or something like that Apparently so. Gotta, it was very urban dj beat up underneath him talking it's very urban if you know what i'm saying Black. <laughs> um as far as um as far as what he was saying i mean i guess you could say he misspoke i, I don't know I, I feel like he was in the heat of the moment and maybe he wouldn't have said i think he was saying integrity because she said integrity right but there were other things he said like the best thing you can do for poor people is not be one and shit and i don't think that was a slip of the tongue or miss you know like i think the same the same way i felt last week i think that was a conversation that probably could have stayed in the green room between friends they decided to have it in front of everybody and the optics of it looked terrible um and and end of the day um what was really weird or kind of messed up is uh monique shared a couple of memes that essentially called him like a coon uh over the weekend and i i don't know man i feel like people gas monique's head up on the internet but i wonder if these people really support her or they just think it's like men versus women gender wars you know the second part yeah because i mean to me it looked like they were friends they hugged it out and maybe i'm tripping and they weren't friends and they're not 
really cool and it just was made to look that way and they actually really don't fuck with each other like that i don't know she seemed to be cool at the end of the interview right so then to go online and then take a couple of shots at him and it was obvious memes that other people had made that she just shared on her page but i mean they implied that he essentially was a coon um i don't i don't know what you do with it like i said i i both of them are people that i'm like never building an argument around again because both of them have like their ups and downs with it and they both have these petty moments or selfish moments and stuff and with monique i've just come to the conclusion that a lot of her stuff is couched in like racial shit and and women and woman shit but then at the same time she'll really say some shit that's really just about her like roseanne was nice to me so you black people need to be nice to her and i'm like that's not how this works because that's not what you're telling us for this other stuff we can't be like you know steve harvey was nice to another black woman so we oprah's nice to other people except you like a lot of it just seems to be ego at this point i i can't i can't i can't build a house on that sand Mm -mm. so um anyway um pregnant women are smoking and drinking in secret because they're irritated by people judging them that was jazzy i I can believe that Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah Mm -hmm. i can definitely believe that i mean one it's hard to stop smoking right this is an addiction yeah i mean i guess it depends on what you're smoking but it's hard to stop smoking and then when people feel like when a woman is pregnant her body is like a temple and now she's supposed to have like this amazing discipline and self-awareness and things she she may have been smoking cigarettes her entire fucking life for those 10 months she's supposed to be able to quit cold turkey and everything and and, and, i don't know that that's that, that probably doesn't happen that much but you know now you gotta hide it yeah, and also I've never been pregnant, but the way people treat pregnant women, people act like you become pregnant and all of a sudden your body is is public property, like mm-hmm. literally public property. They come touch on you and rub on your belly and pull up your shirt and and ask you all types of personal intimate questions and just you know you take a drink. All of a sudden everybody feels obligated to tell you what to do with your body. You can't do this. You can't do that. Even this even uh stupid shit like they used to have they used to tell uh black women they couldn't get their hair relaxed mm-hmm. like when they was pregnant and shit like that you know all types of fucking ridiculous myths that as time went on they was like well you know that is not true you can actually function the same and still be pregnant y'all do know that the body don't stop nothing's you know even for pregnant even for uh smoking well well it can't affect things don't get right. me wrong but the body still functions you know people act like you're just supposed to just shut down and just stop everything just because you're pregnant yeah apparently like they get a lot of pressure from midwives they were saying so i'm not 100 percent sure what this is uh where people routinely have midwives but uh they said it leads to people feeling alienated at awkward relationships uh victim blaming needs to end researchers claimed and the stigma is more often based on a moral judgment of the mother instead of a level of risk to an unborn child right smoking and drinking during pregnancy is known to raise the risk of miscarriage or premature birth and can lead to disability in children there is a growing pressure on the government to take action at least at latest figures show that 10.5 percent of english women are known to be smokers when they give birth interventions to reduce smoking often rely on midwives identifying women who have the habit but women are often reluctant to disclose their habits because they're afraid of moral judgment yeah and and, and that's the part that i mean you know it's the fact that 
we're not really addressing it it's almost like you want to quote unquote shame like mm-hmm. it says a moral thing how dare you smoke how dare you drink like you said your body is a temple when it don't work like that mm. hmm. the study at the university of cardiff and involved 10 pregnant women from low-income deprived areas of south wales five of whom had smoked during pregnancy the participants were interviewed on their views and their own history with smoking aside from the strong advice from the nhs to not smoke during pregnancy many expected mothers do not hold back one participant who used e-cigarettes said now i'm pregnant again i've started having a few well over there they call them the f word but cigarettes uh, again it's like i was reading that like what the fuck this oh that's right what kind of article is this it's like i've got a craving for smoke or something it's really weird i'm not a heavy smoker but i am in the house and i i'll fancy like a little cig or something you know some women said they were also judged negatively by their partners who did not smoke finding comments upsetting and annoying well i guess they were fucking you while you were smoking and came in you so i mean that's kind of right, right. You knew that could be an issue right and it's also one of the things to to where i could say it's a it's a um more of a catch-22 with that because like you say nobody actually really wants to address the addiction everybody will go just put that cigarette down and put mm-hmm. that down and and you know um it's one of those things where um it could be very difficult because when you get pregnant, people think you're supposed to be just perfect. Yeah. And there's no such thing as a perfect pregnancy you know, or a perfect mom. Yeah, and this is a weird one for me because I would understand the trepidation of somebody that is like, I'm your partner or I'm, res- I'm the midwife. I'm responsible for doing all the best things for you to help you bring this baby to term. Right. And one of the things is we know for a fact that alcohol and smoking can have a a, a a negative effect on the child sometimes causing miscarriage and birth defects correct it would not i feel like it would be almost like <laughs> I, I don't know how you wouldn't want to say something i just don't know i just i know you wouldn't want to be saying it in a fussy and, and, nagging and, way and stuff like that i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna you know if you love and care somebody you know you try to hope that that you know it's not like said in a mean way but right i also do understand the impetus to want to say something correct because it could affect your child yes and i'm not trying to say you shouldn't say anything and i'm not trying to say the issue should not be addressed because it should be addressed but are they talking about the way people are coming at these women because for the fact that they feel like they have to quote unquote go underground there has been some harshness towards these women that everybody's trying to ignore everybody act like everybody's like Oh, darling, just put the cigarette out. People going, bitch, put that cigarette down and just treating all types of ways. And people going like, well, fuck you then. I just won't tell you. Like, like, I, and it's not every situation is like that, but I could see situations being like that just from it being such a negative atmosphere. I'm, yeah, I'm sure some would be like that. This is only had 10 participants in this study. Only five of them smoked. So this is a very small sample size. Very small. Uh, one participant said her, her husband, her partner was like, you do know that's my child in there and i went it's my, it's my body so it's just tough <clears throat> some of the participants in the study said they would make an immediate negative judgment of pregnant women who smoked in public but in their own home they believe that it is acceptable a participant said i just don't think it's a good looks good when they got you got a bump on show walking around with a cigarette in your hand if you want to do it in your own house that's fine when i was pregnant with my youngest daughter and eldest daughter i did smoke with them but it was in my own house i never walked around out and about with one it's not the best look 
yeah so that's really just trying to avoid the judgment because like that person thinks it's okay to smoke in private which if you're talking about the child's well-being it wouldn't matter when you when or where you smoked right oh come on like i say and 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 i think that that's what the case 22 is because it's not really uh, and and it should be about the health of the child that's what this should be about but it comes more of how does how does this it's like how people talk about overweight people where you listen to the comments and you see what people say online and then they'll hide it behind i'm talking about your health but really Mm. but the harshness and the clowning and the miss like the visceral of it is not how you talk to somebody who you care about it's how you talk to somebody you want to mock so yeah i totally understand your point the tone of the conversation would matter a lot uh cigarettes can restrict essential oxygen supply to the baby as a result the heart has to beat harder every time the mother smokes dangers include increased risk of complications of pregnancy and birth less likely to have a healthier pregnancy and a healthier baby increased risk of stillbirth uh baby more likely to be born too early i have to face additional breathing feeding and health problems that often go with being premature baby more likely to be born underweight babies of women who smoke are on average about eight ounces lighter than other babies this means they're more likely to struggle keeping warm and are more prone to infection increased risk of cot death each year smoking during pregnancy in the uk causes an estimated 2200 uh premature births 2200 premature births 5,000 miscarriages and 300 stillbirths. Right. And so the, it, and, and that's, it's a bigger problem than just the pregnant women smoking. So we concerned about them being pregnant and smoking. Are we not concerned about them being not pregnant and smoke? Oh, puff all the cigarettes you want then? I don't know about that necessarily. I think people would like, I mean, people probably judge smoking harshly no matter what. But I think when somebody's pregnant, they probably judge it even more harshly agreed you know what i mean um and like i said these are the same people that had sex with these women in some cases so it's like no you knew they smoked yeah now you're judging because you expect them to just magically change because they're impre- they're pregnant pregnant right and it's an addiction it's an right. addiction like that's the part people have a tendency to skip over average person can't drop cold turkey yeah please don't write us a long email about e-cigarettes or vaping or stuff Mm-mm. please whoever's listening Mm-mm. to this no thank you uh researchers came to the conclusion that smoking is a stigmatized activity this stigma is not always related to the level of risk of the fetus and instead can be seen as a moral judgment about women we urgently need to move to individualized neoliberal discourses about the failure of individual smokers to a more socio-ecological view which avoids victim blaming data from nhs digital shows 10.5 percent of english women are known to be smokers when they give birth this figure shoots up a quarter up to a quarter 24.9% in the Northeast Lincolnshire and 24.5% in Blackpool and 23.3% in Mansfield and Asheville. At the time of the first pregnancy assessment, 21% of women in Wales smoked. However, the figures released in December could be higher as women answering the questions might lie to avoid being judged. Right. So, man, that's a lot of smokers. Yeah, and, and like I say, it's an addiction. And just because you're pregnant does not mean that. That's like women on drugs yeah i know Uh, i get it yeah i know you keep reiterating i'm not i'm not judging i'm i'm just reading the the, the thing um but yeah i recognize it as an addiction absolutely uh ja rule wants to create another iconic music festival in the midst of the chaos part two the second five in the midst of the chaos uh is opportunity i'm working on a few things jaru said 
he also defeated, decided to fix his mouth to call Firefest the most iconic festival that never was I have plans to create the iconic music festival hell you're coming yeah dog you're gonna um, be in jail next keep, keep fucking around who all gonna be there that's what I need to know cause that's ridiculous people still giving him money i hope not <laughs> like y'all deserve to lose your money honestly i mean how can i how can i ever take you seriously if you would give this man money again after everything you just witnessed this man do and get away with I, i'm sorry that's ridiculous to me um all right let's see what else is happening um what other segments do i want to get into mm-hmm. um let me say move this uh let's do some motherfucking with black people okay <laughs> i'm waiting on the music going no music me too i hit play okay no, there's no sound coming out oh but... shit <laughs> okay so that's late okay i don't know <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game that we'll go all around the globe trying different articles for. We'll time point scores of zero to hundred. Intervals of twenty five. Today's contestants. Everybody. Yeah, like somebody said, uh, uh, the soundboard is fucked with. Apparently, uh, it's upset because we didn't have any blackface stuff today i know right white people uh oh we don't not what normally something every day this month white people took the day off for president's day mm, we'll see the day ain't over an ex-west virginia official who made racist michelle obama remark defrauded fema by eight uh eighteen thousand dollars she going to jail i don't know if she's going to jail but it's kind of interesting a former West Virginia official who lost her job in 2016 after she referred to then First Lady of Michelle Obama as an ape has captured headlines again after she pleaded guilty to defrauding the Federal Emergency Management Agency out of thousands of dollars intended for flood victims. <laughs> Welfare queen, huh? According to the local paper, Pamela Taylor, the former director of Clay County Developmental Corp, a uh, development court, uh pleaded guilty earlier this week to taking more than eighteen thousand dollars in relief benefits from the agency intended to help those whose homes were damaged in 2016 floods that ravaged regions of the state she's 57 she wrongfully registered for benefits and falsely claimed that her home had been damaged by the floods and she was forced to live in a rental property but it was later reportedly discovered that taylor's primary residence was undamaged by the flood and she was still living there um she also reportedly faces up to 30 years in prison additional to in addition to a maximum fine of five hundred thousand. <sighs> go ahead lock her up i was about to say you i thought you was gonna play the music play what music the happy music we play when somebody get locked up oh well she ain't going to jail yeah i mean she could face up to 30 30 years in jail i guess oh, we'll keep, okay I mean, shit. I'm not celebrating shit till they send us her because they could. They could absolutely be like. They could uh, be like, no time in jail. No time in jail. Just pay back eighteen thousand. Sorry, inconvenience you, white lady. 
you know so i'm gonna wait when she go to jail we'll revisit this shit like true 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 my bad because at first i thought you were saying she was going to jail but then i was like no you're not saying she's going to jail she faces up to i mean shit. And you know up to means zero to 30 takashi 69 faced up to and then you know in no time Mm-mm. anyway zero to 100 oh 100 fucker i would give this 100 as well trash yes trash they're always coming after michelle obama too and it's all they it's always the same looking ass type of lady somebody that don't hold a candle to our queen and she'd be up oh i don't she look like hey i'm like what do you look like though you fucking trash heap of a human being you like a face dumpster and you're fucking talking shit about michelle obama as if anyone get the fuck out of my face ugh i always look like large marge from fucking peewee herman and shit and then they got some nerve to talk bad about michelle obama who's a fucking fitness goddess come on work out every day fuck out of my god man i hate that's that white supremacy man mm-hmm. it be the little shit to get to me it don't really be the big shit it be the little shit where i'm like who the fuck are you you know like it's just that little shit anyway like i saw a white dude on twitter today to talk about he could hang with WNBA players because he's played pickup basketball with the staff of the Washington Wizards not the actual Washington Wizards y'all the the staff man them WNBA women would give you the fucking business and of course he was a white dude and I was like just some mediocre white dude I was like the confidence of a mediocre white man must be so fucking intoxicated it must feel like being on cocaine all the time all the time dog how can you even fix your mouth to say that guarantee you he's never played against no wnba players Mm-mm. i have it's not a picnic dog Mm-mm. they will mop your ass up off that floor so fast what especially if you try to talk some shit on some like i'm because you got to consider these women get tested every time some dude sees them on a court you know they do <coughs> you know they do i got a dick she'd be like word i do this for a fucking living come on like every tyler john and trayvon well not let's not say trayvon i know that's associated with something bad but uh tyrese sees these women and thinks i'm gonna fucking lock her down i'm gonna score over her show put her in a place and they've been doing that since they picked up a basketball come on since they were children a lot of them like i know it's a big ass tangent it has nothing to do with guess the race but i mean with fucking with black people but one time me and my dad my dad was probably about 50 something at this time i was like 20 something 20 28 or so and uh my dad uh came to the ymca to play pickup with us my dad's always been a really good bat- shooter mm-hmm. and um you know and when you oh you know you can still shoot dog like they don't they don't change shit like you live them open it's wet so he was out there i'm like okay i'll play with my dad and then that was back when the wild was extremely competitive i'm talking david wesley blue edwards um steph curry seth curry uh a bunch of college and high school motherfuckers would come out there and they will and they will they will like ball people would stack their teams put like five good players on one team or the five dudes on david wesley's dick that week would be on his team and shit and they would just stack the fucking teams and you know try to everybody would give it their best shot and it was hard to win in that wide it was the harris ymca and it'd be like 40 50 people in there for two courts at times so you lose you gotta wait a while and all this stuff um so my dad and i signed up um and it was funny because the other guys in there all kept stacking their teams trying to avoid playing 
like they wanted to play together it's one had a, so they would see like us and then uh they didn't want to play with me and my dad at the time and uh we were the only two people in that because my dad just wants to play right so it was no need for us to wait on the team and so we were like we'll just play when the next game's available well there were also these three women who were in town they were extras on the movie joanna man Ah. i don't know if y'all you remember joanna man mm-hmm. yeah the feminine in charlotte yes i yeah. do uh so joanna man is about a w a, a man who pretends to be a WNBA player and mm-hmm. becomes the best one of the best WNBA players in the league and all this shit um anyway they were just extras uh, i know one of them played i think they all played in the WNBA mm-hmm. at one point in time back then the sting was here wouldn't they yeah but yeah. they didn't play for the sting okay they all played in the WNBA at one point in time um either uh i know one on play for seattle's team one on play for like a uh like a minnesota i want to say Lynx or something like that mm-hmm. so anyway they all played um and they were just extras in this movie because they needed basketball playing women to do the scenes right so after they would get done shooting their scenes they come to the wide play ball or lift weights or whatever so nobody wanted to play with them because they were women so they played with me and my dad and it was us five and you know you're talking about a fat dude an old man and three women and we ran the motherfucking court like i know know y'all did we ran that court all day like we left when we were just tired of winning like it wasn't like somebody beat us and shit it was just like okay we won enough no one's gonna beat us we might as well go home and it was every level of fragile male ego out there it was the you know they sorry they wait till we get out there and then it was also this thing where as we would win because there were so many people in the gym watching people started rooting for our team to beat all the other teams because then they would clown the teams like as they started losing, like oh right. are you letting this girl cross you over you let her and more importantly than like just their individual skill sets but they i've never played that's probably a top five basketball day for me in my life because i'm playing with people that they're naturally unselfish right they're smarter there's no ego about the basketball like basketball iq whoever got the whoever has the ball in the best position to do something is who's getting the ball right there was no like you know when you play with men there's like always this ego battle of you know like this james harden thing so one guy's kind of mm-hmm. good so now he wants everyone to stand around and watch him shoot all the shots and shit like that men also do this thing where they fuck up and they immediately blame somebody else mm-hmm. happens every day at the y yeah, right women are more apt to be my bad yeah and i mean i'm not saying it's necessarily quote unquote good in life right but it's good because you end up being a more balanced human being Mm -hmm. right when i make a mistake there's accountability and also these fact that these women are professional they've been trained into like hey you would have done this that would have worked if you you know you knew you didn't box out right a coach was going to tell you didn't box out they're not going to be like you know so um we ended up winning and it was all like natural like once they realized my dad could shoot they were like giving him the ball setting picks for him mm-hmm. having him come off the screen shit that never happens with dudes like it so rarely happens like you have to play with dudes so many years before they start being like oh if i set this guy a screen we'll get him off the pick the other guy i'll trust him to make the pass like that almost never happens in a pickup game because men are just very confident and i'll do it by myself and you know one-on-one and uh if you fuss at them and say like hey man you see i'm setting this pick you gotta throw it to them off the screen they'll be like man come on now i had a good shot or whatever 
they didn't even have though no- that double team like, yeah. like what the fuck is this they didn't have any of that not no. once like if there was a mistake it was just a person being like my bad and they would like dap you up and be like hey it's cool don't worry about it we'll get it next clay and i'm talking about it ne- no matter how tight the game got when we were down when we were up it was always the same they were so positive and so nice and i played with them a few more times after that it was now obviously we didn't run the gym every time because at some point people started realizing like how good they were mm-hmm. and you know and then also just you know we get different people on the team and all, all right. that shit but um it was just super interesting because you know i'm looking at it like these uh, you know i've also played with um oh, i can't remember her name don staley don staley i played with her at the um at the wild uptown busting niggas asses leah metcalf one of the best basketball people i ever played with she played for unc uh chapel hill and she also played um in the wnba and overseas and she busts people's ass every fucking time a li- and she's little like she's not some you know six foot eight person or something she just like she's little if you she's one of the nicest genuine human beings i've ever met she's very polite smiles all that shit she'll sit over there and uh kick it with me and justin and laugh at our stupid ass jokes and all that stuff um just a genuine human being but she is a killer on that court because she's been having to kill motherfuckers her whole life so you know it, anyway it's just that ego that men have that's that's what i was thinking about was that and it was of course a white dude i was like that white privilege man like you have no reason to think you can do anything to any wnba player right but it must feel so good to be a white dude you just like i can do anything yeah a lot of times people be talking like these women are athletes and an athlete regardless of male female whatever you are you're an athlete so people a lot of times people that talk that shit they're not fit they're out right. of shape they have office even, jobs my thing is this even if you're in shape even if you're fit see that's the big thing right it doesn't mean shit because they also are professional athletes they right mess with a basketball every day of their lives for hours of the day they're not just playing pickup ball at the y a couple times a week or mm. for you know where you go to the y and you play pickup basketball you're playing going up down the court with your friends and shit they're doing that in professional scrimmages and stuff but they're also just working on their shot every day working on their handles every day doing drills lifting weights running conditioning there's nothing you're doing that they aren't doing unless you are some level of professional athlete right then you really don't got shit on them that's it that's all it is to it and low-key they play way rougher than men they like, do when you like like when you when i play against like a, a nba player except for maybe like blue Edwards, for the most part they always kind of hold back a little bit because it's like you know you don't want to hurt some joe blow out in the fucking Mm-mm. street over basketball um maybe steve smith i've seen him hurt a couple people but not like 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 for the most part basketball nba players are not out there to get hurt or to try to hurt you right and they're strong but they ain't trying to like you know be sa- they don't gotta be savage with it you right. know and plus there's a healthy level of respect for the fact that they're men and so people already are like well i don't want david wesley to get too good and start hitting too many shots when they see a woman they're like i'm gonna fucking lock her the fuck down and they might elbow you in your fucking bridge of your nose and be like get the fuck up off of me and not feel bad about it i've seen it happen multiple times and you're not gonna fight them and they always and the other thing is as nice as those uh women can be they also will talk shit to your ass and there's nothing more emasculating for a fragile ego dude than some woman calling them a little bitch on the court and i've seen it multiple times it'll make dudes dick shrink up man like it's 
like they don't be the same after some woman like elbows him and calls him a bitch or fouls him and be like oh you gonna call that shit little motherfucker you gonna call that shit like on a woman you know they'll do all that shit and get in your head and now you're fucked with because your whole your your ego is fucked with you know you should be calling a foul shouldn't matter that she's a woman Mm -mm. but now you out there playing with a handicap because you're like um well i don't have to not call this foul so if she knocks me upside my head in the middle of this jump shot i'm gonna i'm such a tough man i gotta act like it's okay like it's crazy but but yeah anyway um next story why i dated a guy who fetishized me for being a black woman it's about ali mcpherson for the huffington post okay my relationship with my identity has always been complicated i grew up in the upper east side of manhattan where more often than not i was the only black face in the room still my family is extremely afrocentric and we celebrate everything from our black skin to our curves and the way we styled our hair even in those moments when i was the only one like me my mom and my nana never let me second guess myself despite growing up with confidence there were times i looked around and wished i had white features I spent a huge chunk of my life being attracted to men who preferred my white, Hispanic, or lighter-skinned friends. This made me feel upset and a little insecure. After years of this cycle, I overlooked overlooked as a result of the color of my skin at 18. I found myself attracted to a guy who was fixated on me specifically because I was black. Well, 18 is still kind of young. Mm-hmm. I can see 18, you know, just getting out there. A fellow Upper East Sider, he was a handsome guy with from a wealthy Albanian family. Uh i don't know if that's white or not can't remember yeah, is that where kim kardashian's people I, are from do y'all count that as white in the chat i don't I know it was, i don't know yeah i don't know uh he never called me by my name instead always called me beautiful uh he walked uh he talked for a few we talked for a few months via text messages and facebook chains uh chats every conversation started with how beautiful hey beautiful turned me on to date a wealthy guy who thought i was the most attractive woman he we, he'd ever seen he was always telling me how hot i was and how he never thought a girl like me would be interested in a guy like him the fact that he only praised my looks was a red flag but unfortunately i mistook his words for admiration Mm. it's kind of a red flag i feel you eventually he politely asked me out on a date in person he kissed me throughout the date told me how beautiful i was even paid for my pizza he we was we were falling for each other so i thought so i thought yeah man over pizza he's supposed to be rich i'm gonna need at least a steak you know what i'm saying that's the 18 year old mistake they ain't though you know this nigga rich you gotta get him for them pockets okay just in case now nah, this is one of them gold pizzas yeah there were several other red flags i had missed along the way like the fact that one day over text he told me he was only interested in black girls initially i didn't think much of it i thought back to when i was in elementary school my best friend donovan asked a white boy in class robert whether he liked me or not he said no i don't date dark girls he i was always i was able to overlook my new guy's infatuation with my blackness because i was hungry for desirability and affection he was offering it felt good to be sought after for very for the very thing that caused me to be overlooked in the past i, I feel you especially i mean since he had some money you know what i'm saying yeah, <clears throat> you're very young so you're actually trying you're learning the game if i were to meet someone of another race who only dated black girls today i would handle things a lot differently but at 18 the more he complimented me the better i felt 
another red flag was that despite his preference for black women he told me his grandmother forbade him to date outside his race oh god yeah don't yeah that's a flag i wonder how that would go down if we became a serious couple the worst red flag of all was he told me that his family made fun of him for his infatuation with black girls i imagine him sitting at the table with his family hey how school going his mother saying hey did you get an a in biology oh and please tell me you're done chasing after those black girls i imagine his relatives laughing afterward it made me cringe just thinking about it to him i was exotic and sexy but to them i was an albanian parents nightmare i was curious why he was so infatuated with me uh with what his family despised yeah that's like that rebellion shit like as a black man i know that 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 like uh white girls being like i'm rebelling against my white parents by dating a black dude i've had a couple when i was younger i had a couple of girls come towards me with that shit and they weren't they weren't that like hidden about it like it was kind of blatant and i and, and and for me personally it skewed me out too much i couldn't do it i i it just felt like you're not even fucking with me you're just fucking with my race it's not it's not like you want it, you don't know me as an individual other than i'm black and if that's all you want there's a lot of niggas out here that can give you that i'm not particularly interested correct um what was this dude's end game did he intend to be serious with a black girl or did he get off on having sex with a girl his family found repulsive i doubted he had, had the courage to introduce me or anyone who looked like me as a serious partner my suspicions were confirmed when i endlessly asked him if he told his parents about us like i told my mother about him before our date i was sure he would say yes why wouldn't he if he liked me so much no i don't think i'm ready to do that yet he said i realized you know, i was his dirty little secret funny how he had no problem asking me for sex on the first date but when it came to meeting his family he was unable to give me a straight answer turned out the black skin that he found so appealing in the bedroom was not so appealing outside of it yeah that makes sense too because um it's i mean it's weird but it's telling how people feel about sex where like on the one hand sex is just this thing and we're all supposed to just be like don't trip over it everybody does it ho is life blah blah blah. and for some people i think they can do that i don't Mm -hmm. think i don't know that that is as applicable to everyone as people try to say Mm -mm. because people always talk about feelings getting caught up and breaking the such and such rules and shit and it's like well that wouldn't happen if everybody was being honest about how they treat sex right the fact that at 18 it's too intimate to tell his parents about you but not too intimate to have sex with you on date one that would weird me out too mm-hmm. you know um after our date he disappeared and completely went off the grid i was a wreck at first because i thought he we had hit it off an old friend of mine who's african-american told me that he also messaged her on facebook the message read hey cutie i want to get to know you she didn't respond to him and was disgusted by how fast he hit on uh hit on her after our fling right i was shocked at first but then my shock turned to anger all this time the one thing the only thing i was to him was a sexual conquest and now he's looking for another black girl to fixate on though i was relieved my friend didn't fall for his trap i was even more relieved that i chose not to sleep with him or give him another chance when he came back into my life begging me to forgive him yeah i'll say this much too man a lot of people would not have even been strong enough to do either one of those Mm mm-hmm and there's a lot of people that just don't figure it out until after you slept with the person right as i was transitioning for or even worse some people figure it out and that's they shit too you know there's a lot of brothers that like being fetishized that way like 
yes i'm the big black cock i'm this big black man that's fucking this white girl and that's my fantasy like that is part of the allure of this shit uh as i was transitioning from childhood to adulthood and beginning to understand the complexity of racism i already knew that it was wrong to judge a person by the color of their skin but it took this this experience to understand the fetishes fetishizing a specific demographic is just as offensive ultimately a racial fetish is more than a matter of preference or having a type the real problem with them is they reduce a whole complicated person to one trait leaving you never really sure if the fetishizer likes or even sees you for who you are really are and that's nothing flattering about that yeah i agree after that brief fling i tend to be extra careful with who i bring into my life in my bedroom i keep my heart guarded if i feel my race is an issue or a fixation for anyone my blackness is not a defect nor is it to be fetishized come on uh moving through the dating world is a lot easier now moving due to my confidence and the fact that i know my worth and do not need anyone to validate me to feel beautiful i love who i am and find myself attracted to men who love me back not my skin color for who i am on the inside so what do you think about that karen i mean she's just being truthful with her experience mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't think there's anything wrong with what she said she's just young trying to navigate this wide this big ass world that people think just because you turn 18 you're supposed to have all the fucking answers when in my opinion you're still growing and developing and in, and I, in my opinion too you're actually still trying to find out who you are most people don't find out who they are i mean when i mean who you are i mean who you really are as far as your your what you will take what you won't take standing firm and flat-footed in in, in your beliefs uh for a lot of people till they get to 30 you know, mm-hmm. 30 is about the time you've lived life long enough and you've experienced enough bullshit and people coming in and out your life that you go, no, I'm going to deal with this. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to put up with this. I'm not going to put up with this. For some people, it's 25. But but for a lot of people, is once you get around that 30 range, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is when a lot of people have, quote, unquote, grown up, uh, you know, and I I, I don't fault her. I, I, I understand, and it's something that a lot of, uh, people get swept up in and caught up in and like you said some people like to be fetishized and that's fine but if you all want all somebody to go no 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 don't fetishize me love me for me well then it's a problem yeah it's interesting because <clears throat> i never know where to fall on the on people that want to be fetishized and i like i don't like to judge people like that you know i know a lot of people do but if you're consenting adults and it could be a weight thing it could be uh i don't know any whatever even up to race even if that is how somebody feels and they don't feel threatened or impugned by that who the fuck am i to say it's really your business it's Mm -hmm. not really my business to decide what you can put up with i don't think i would want to be dealing with something like that um it would it would confuse me to be honest and i wouldn't know how to feel with it and to me it would feel racist no matter how you tried to portray it it would just same to me it would feel racist to me like yeah you're saying you love me for this thing or you're into me for this thing but it's this thing that a lot of people have there's nothing special about me being black necessarily you know um but but i also understand like i said it doesn't have to necessarily be a negative thing i know Mm -hmm. there's there's black people who say like i love black women or black men and that's all i would date and da 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 and i don't feel fetishized by that because mm-hmm. they're my, they're of my race right and i because i know that it's not like you're gonna have sex with some black woman and she's gonna be like 
give me your big black cock or some some weird shit that only white people would say to you you know what i mean like only a non-black person would say some weird shit like that to you but i think anyway who knows what y'all was saying in bed but um anyway man i would say zero to a hundred i say 50 because she figured it out you know what i mean it was early she wasn't too injured by this dude and she was kind of just telling her story to give like uh advice or you know a word to other people so i'm gonna say 50 what about you uh i say 25 because i'm considering her age i'm considering she's grown you know she's developed and i'm like you for me i me personally i wouldn't want to be fetishized because in my in my mind love me for me you know and I know race will factor into things and we could talk about race, but don't let race be the factor because I'm like you, it'll be confusion. And in my mind, I will be like, when are we going to turn and I'm going to be a nigger? Like, like, right, and, like, right. like that's how I would process this. Like I'm going to make you mad. Something's going to happen because it's human nature not to always get along. It's going to be a conflict. And when we get to that point, how are you going to handle this? Because if I'm just a fetish, to, this is how I view it. If I'm just a fetish to you and, and there's nothing more to me than that to you or nothing more to this relationship when is that moment going to come when the reality is going to click in and i'm going to be a nigger and then we're going to have problems so i know for me personally i would never want to be fetishized also it just definitely can't be the only thing correct like you know i mean because like i think people have fetishes and shit and i don't think there's anything wrong with it necessarily Mm -hmm. like you might just be in a big ass city than your girl got big ass titties and you love her and you love them big ass titties correct i don't see that as like the same you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but when you certain things you talking about race and shit like you start getting into this murky territory where it's not always a good thing um and especially if at some point it's dehumanizing right yeah because then it just feels like anyone that was a black woman or whatever a good looking black woman you would be like oh my gosh she's black and then it's just weird this is weird shit yeah and that's my thing if that's the bare minimal that's why i have a problem if being black is the only thing it needs to be more i'm a substance person needs to be more of a substance to me than just for the fact that i'm black and and if that's the only thing i know that me being black can sway it can change you know well you being black can't change not me being black but the fetish of me being black all of a sudden yeah you just pick me up and replace me with right right else. right yeah, yeah yeah. like you like so i, I want not specific to me right. right so so it's it's no connect in my opinion no right. connection there but it does feel weird though because like big ass titties is not necessarily specific to a person no but it's just something about race that feels i don't know it's even worse it's even worse than being like i'm into big asses you know what i mean because like race constructs my whole fucking life around it and the way people deal with me and see me and then i have to come home to you whether even if it's in a sexual thing you're still seeing me as this as this 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 person that is i don't know like my race is there to serve you somehow and i don't like that like that shit wouldn't bother me immensely i know some people it wouldn't but it would bother me yeah and and truth be told i'm gonna keep it real a lot of that is founded in the white supremacy of our country right so i will never feel comfortable with somebody going i like you just because you're black right you know like i said for, for me personally growing up only black men had ever approached me or ever wanted to date me so right. i don't i'm a i don't know how i would respond or how i would react if somebody outside of my race was to approach me in the first place right um 
but for me if you love me for me cool but if the only reason why you're here and, and see for black women or for brown women you it's very frustrating because you have to go through that to find out mm-hmm. why are you here are you here because i'm a fetish right. or, or and, and i'm just on your checklist of brown women you want to fuck right. or are you here for me and so there you see is, me as a person right and there is a difference and for some women you find out before you have sex and women you find out after you have sex and and, and, yeah, and, and, and I, I would even say for black men it's that it is very similar like okay. it's not it's not that big of like it's different because we're men so there's obviously uh but it does affect some you. patriarchy shit there and there's obviously some privilege there but it is very similar there are a lot of uh black men i knew a dude i won't say no names but he dated a white girl uh that he was in love with like he was in straight up love with that girl and he used to talk to me about her and shit we would play basketball and and um while they broke up a couple years later i would see them out in public and stuff sometimes and one day he was talking to me he was and like after they broke up he was wasn't the same like he was a bodybuilder and shit he just wasn't the fucking same and uh so one day we was talking because we used to talk all the time i was like man you straight bro i like you you know you moping around i'm you know you don't really come talk anymore and stuff and he was like man me and my girl broke up and i'm like well i'm sorry to hear that obviously man right. you know um i don't want to pry or whatever but i hope everything's okay and mm-hmm. he went on this long story but the long story short she was cool dating him they were like da- dating for a few years um off and on but like pretty solid for a couple years and i think he wanted to propose to her so he was like let's go to the mountains because up until this time they had always gone on vacations and and family trips to see his parents and his family so he was like you know i want to go see your parents and stay with them in the Mm -hmm. mountains or whatever and she broke up with him rather than say he could go to the mountains with her because she was like yeah she was like my parents are racist and uh i don't know if they would be comfortable with that and like this is after years of dating so yeah and she just called like straight up was like that's it and he was fucked up you know what i mean because and he's a and you would think like uh you know so i'm sure people would talk shit like black men dating a white woman that's what you get and shit Mm -hmm. but like i still had empathy for him because it was never that for him Mm -mm. like he was like he never saw it that way when they were together and she wasn't the type of person to do some shit like that in his mind but boom just like that one day and he was fucked up you know what i mean like he was he never really recovered from that shit and that will fuck anybody up and that then and and the thing about it is that uh that shit will actually get to you and people better realize that people are human beings so when you get down to the race shit race is a part of who i am and i can't separate it and as a man you got the extra level of like you supposed to just be like knocking that shit like oh psh, I, psh, 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 whatever you know what i mean but he was fucked up like right. he was in love like a big dog men have feelings too i hope y'all realize that yeah all right let's get into guess the race now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen and the chat room to guess the race and of course everybody playing is racist including karen 
all right let's get into it a college student found a man living inside of her closet wearing her clothes a student at the university of north carolina at greensboro found a man a man inside her closet wearing her clothes after repeatedly noticing her belongings misplaced or missing the student they told, didn't do a ra check and find out what's happening here the student told fox 8 that she thought she had a ghost she consistently locked her door and there was never a sign anyone had broken in <laughs> oh shit i know she thought she was losing it according to greensboro police on saturday afternoon the woman heard a noise coming from a closet opened the door to find 30 year old andrew claude swafford 30 30 i just heard rattling in my closet i it sounded like a raccoon in my closet uh the student identified as maddie told fox said i'm like who's there and somebody answered me he's like oh my name is drew i opened the door he's in there wearing all my clothes um officers arrived at edge apartments a student only building adjacent to campus around 3 30 p.m swafford wasn't violent or threatening they took him into custody swafford was booked into the county jail in lieu of twenty six thousand six hundred dollars bond he suspected of breaking and entering as well as identity theft larceny possessing stolen goods and felony to appear in court in connection with previous cases what a whole thief according to fox 8 the building management changed the apartment's locks in december after a previous unexplained break-in the student and her roommate found two men inside their apartment who they didn't know and notified property managers what the fuck kind of security is there right berkeley uh communities which manages the building and other student communities and apartment complexes in the area told buzzfeed news tuesday that it appeared the man entered through an unlocked window the women are now planning to move out it's probably too late for that um all right karen guess the race of this man white karen's going with white let's check your chat room guesses i want to wear your clothes and skin white oh no a nigga would never white (laughs) casper white he dropped into school into a school instead of out of one white (laughs) quite white white nothing grown ish about this white white caitlin jenner white uh west craven loves her milky skin not trapped in the closet but chose to stay there white white the correct answer is white everybody went with white everyone got it right this is him in the closet literally in her clothes no shoes on now what yep it you you know and you know this was white because they'd have been like uh a person found in closet stranger to death would weave mm. mm-hmm yeah, yeah. you know she weaving shape the butter, fact that she kept living them up she must have been white too because the fact that she kept living that thing it might have been a ghost yeah niggas, mean, niggas would have been like oh, oh something up in here uh, we searching the room like i said with R would have came i we would have checked that fuck that bullshit only a white whatever a georgia team managed to outsmart local banks and run a fraud scheme that netted 28 million dollars good god get until, that money i guess until the suspicious transactions tipped off state officials no shit 28 million you're gonna raise the flag somewhere uh charles turner 18 set up a fake online electronics business called riverdale x and was selling amazon products from an increase for increased charge however customers were receiving busted products or nothing at all while he scammed and pilfered money from their bank accounts as a result of them entering information on his website 
<gasps> he told us that he was using a website that would collect payment information and that he was able to get the routing and account and bank information from that website and then use that information to make payments to us along with his car payment and other payments as well only 18 huh turner had completely fraudulent bank charges ranging from 14,000 to 28 million there's 28 million dollars sitting in the u.s uh treasury i guess that's for comparison on thursday turner was arrested while sitting at home with his mother and brother he said they were left in the dark about what he was doing turner happened to be home waiting for a check he thought he was going to get from the georgia department of revenue but it was a bogus deal that set up that was set up by an undercover agent a warrant was issued for turner's arrest and after he walked out of henry county sun trust bank with eighteen thousand dollars from a fraudulent check in january he faced a financial fraud arrest out of fulton county the state department of revenue started to notice a suspicious pattern of how much money turner was paying the state about three weeks ago uh not only that but many of them would be reversed because of fraudulent accounts and insufficient funds he actually set up a business set up withholding accounts and sales tax accounts and was overpaying by more than 25 million into those accounts and then requesting refunds for those same account amounts to be returned back to him in his personal checking account wow when arrested the the station reporter nicole carr said asked turner's family did you find it unusual the amount of money that was coming into the house i mean didn't no money come in here said terry o williams turner's brother replied i mean i didn't get none when you were you all recently able to go on a big vacation cargo team i mean i've been here williams said we didn't know nothing surprised like y'all turner's mother refused to speak several cars were hauled off the property which investigator said at least one was paid with a fraudulent check and was being returned to carmax unfortunately in the past we've seen people younger than him from all walks of life just not to this extent younger than him shit he 18 well not to this extent okay wait said referring to the nature of the investigation we did not lose any money in this scheme which is a testament to the hard work of the people of the department guess the race of uh charles turner oh charles turner was as white as they come charles turner was as white as they come says karen let's check the chat room and see what they believe black history catch me if you can white his brother's name is terrio black new black history legend black give me give this scammer kid a, a information security job asap black uh still living at home with his mama and little brother terrio smart yet dumb nigga black white dripping with finesse black hey peanut fix me some of that dick gregory black and still living with his mama that's a color catch me if you can 2.0 white they left let him in the bank white black and black the correct answer is and karen obviously got it wrong he is black I will take that L because that was some white ass shit. Whatever. You, if you want to play the game, play the game. Okay. No more bullshit over here. Okay. We play the win. Over here. His brother's name was Terrio. There's never been a white person with a brother named Terrio <laughs> that wasn't adopted or some shit. Come on, Karen. Uh, anyway, the rest <laughs> of you guys got it right. Mm-mm. 
well i wouldn't know the one that said white i don't know what's wrong with the rest of you niggas something wrong with both all of y'all <laughs> so i wasn't the only one that was fooled mm, there wasn't no fool you knew he was black when said terrio you just didn't want to you just didn't want it to be black wishful nope. thinking nope I don't know what's wrong with y'all coons. Steve Harvey was right. <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, Karen is one and one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see how she does in the bonus round if she takes it serious. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. um all right let's see do this one my reaction is angry sad and disappointed oh what happened for you to feel that way you and that guess that's <laughs> terrible you didn't even try <laughs> A mom wanted a 15-year-old to sell marijuana at school, Wisconsin charges say. A new Richmond mother accused of involving a minor in a plot of uh, selling pot uh, pleaded guilty to all charges in St. Croix County Circuit Court uh, Tuesday. According to court records, which include an additional felony, possession of marijuana with intent to distribute charge, Anne Marie Ratliff, 36, of New Richmond, was charged along with Nicholas Luke Bard, 27, of Ellsworth, with felony using a child to manufacture, distribute, or deliver drugs as a party to a crime. Oh, shit. The two allegedly attempted to involve teenagers known to Ratliff in the sale of marijuana after a mother discovered messages between Ratliff and her 14-year-old son concerning the price of a bag of weed. Bard was charged uh, January 24th in Pierce County with felony possession of THC with intent to distribute and a misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia court records show. Ratliff is scheduled to make her next court appearance March 8th. After learning of the conversation between Ratliff and a 14-year-old friend of her son, River Falls police went to Ratliff's home and found about 20 grams of marijuana and a gold metal pipe. Ratliff initially told police she didn't know the drugs were there and said her son might have put them in her suitcase conversations found on ratless phone between her and bart suggest they wanted the miners to sell the drugs for them Mm. one conversation said nick what did what what did you son come up with for the green and he hasn't yet it's still chilling in our room because i didn't want him taking it to school with him i think he has a couple people that want to pick up but we got to coordinate getting it to river falls nick lol okay well that gonna let me know i want to see how much he gets that small amount ratliff denied buying drugs from bart or that he wanted to help her selling drugs but later told police bart suggested the boys sell through the high school once she learned authorities uh extensively searched her phone police arrested bard as he left his ellsworth home december 14 2018 carrying a canister that contained about 176 grams of marijuana good god that's a lot i'm assuming bard was on an active role for a third degree sexual assault an active parole i'm sorry for third degree sexual assault felony theft from a corpse and was registered as a sex offender at the time oh we're doing a lot there 
he has prior convictions for criminal damage to property criminal trespass dwelling felony bail jumping and disorderly conduct the felony child distribution charge carries a maximum sentence of 12 years six months in prison and a twenty-five thousand dollar fine rattlers misdemeanor and the possession in the petri shit all these crimes <laughs> rattlers misdemeanor possession charge punishable by up to six months jail time and a thousand dollar fine guess the race of Anne marie ratliff oh if this ain't white i'm gonna be shocked all right let's check the chat room and see what they believe um wow i got i must gotta scroll up everybody's guessing on this one jesus uh white what about weed in wisconsin white black telling all these people business damn next time get yourself a terrier white a white as fuck white 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 beavis and butthead white i refuse to believe it's black people in wisconsin white just a mother teaching her son about profit margins transit costs generational wealth promoter pinky peggy white uh black white boy rick white <laughs> just want to say a dress like you okay dad and <laughs> white version of delanda from the wire uh for sure white i'm hoping they're i hope they're white the correct answer is white they were all white i about to say if i was all <laughs> oops sorry <laughs> Somebody did say black dog. I'm about to say, damn, I don't need get the real claps. No, nah, you got it this time, buddy. You tried, so. I, no, nah, I did this time. Could have went three for three. <laughs> you just gave up. All right, let's get to the last thing Wish of the for day. Thinking. Sword ratcheting this, guys. <laughs> making fun of a san francisco sword attack gets a da spokesman in trouble uh spokesman for san francisco's district attorney george gaskin is under fire after tweeting a video that appears to poke fun of a recent machete attack that left three people injured in the tenderloin what yeah he's a white man district attorney spokesman max zasbo uh sent the tweet december 7th on his personal account it shows a hooded figure okay presence they sell gotcha um <clears throat> go ahead and get off my screen now whenever you get something <laughs> the fuck um shows a hooded figure with a samurai sword slashing his way through a series of thick white white stacks why do you have more than one ad what the fuck well uh stick thick white stacks oh stalks i'm sorry stalks zasbo posted the tweet in response to the chronicle story on the tenderloin slashings in a letter to gashon police officers association president tony montoya said the tweet mocked and made jest of the attack we believe in freedom of speech but this was posted in public format by someone in the office that will be handling the case if one of my members had done something like this they would have been crucified he said 
and indeed officers have lost their jobs in recent uh years for racist and homophobic texts that the union says were intended as jokes there's a bit of a backstory here as well gaston has long been at odds with the police union in part over his calls for cleaning up the culture that he says spawned inappropriate behavior sasbo deleted his tweet but not before it was seen by police officers another spokesman for the district attorney alex bastian said the officer the office did not talk about the personnel matter sasbo declined to comment okay so two things one the fucking spokesperson for the da thinks it's funny it's a goddamn sword crime if someone shot three people it would be called a fucking mass shooting and we would need to have a conversation a national day of prayer right and a memorial you and a candlelight vigil you motherfucker that's one of the reasons that these motherfuckers keep doing these crimes because no one takes them serious we need a kamala harris out there to lock these niggas up okay <laughs> sick of this shit lock them up lock them up we need more cop mollas okay and then the second part of this is <laughs> the police union doesn't actually care about the crime either they're not really being serious they just want to use it as leverage to talk shit about the da because the da told the police hey stop being racist and homophobic on the job no one cares about the people that were victimized by this motherfucker with the sword at all Mm -mm. leave the sword jokes to me and karen that's (laughs) what we do on our show that's what we do the problem is we wouldn't be making these jokes if y'all was taking the shit serious wouldn't be nothing (laughs) to laugh about if y'all take it fucking serious and we're not public officials we don't do mass shooting jokes no we don't right take the fucking shit serious and then we won't be having these conversations all right hate to end on a down note but god damn it <laughs> that's ridiculous be serious i wish i i wish i would get stabbed by a sword and then see this nigga tweeting a joke out the fuck do uh, your that job. Was for me do your job um all right guys we'll be back uh probably wednesday we might take tomorrow off depending on how we feel uh we'll be back wednesday balls deep is thursday justin will be here so that means y'all will get pregame y'all suspension y'all will get pregame and balls deep assuming he acts right but if he says something about mariah i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know might just be might me and karen doing balls deep suspension so if y'all have a problem I with mean, that i mean i mean the, the dark is to take over y'all got a problem with that you hit at rhyme over reason to tell him to act right don't tell me mm-hmm. okay all right we'll talk to y'all later until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.